1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day,
2: we got what you need.
3: Welcome to the morning shift.
2: It's the most mid team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman.
3: Any pizza for me can be a personal. Can't wait. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike Johnson.
2: I've had my butt shoot by Nick saving a few times.
3: You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And Atlanta sports radio guru, Bo Morgan. Do
2: you know who I am? I'm Squid Hello. Bill. You
1: tell him I'm coming! hell's coming with me you hear it's a new experience and a new take
3: on a sports morning show
1: the morning shift is on
3: sports radio 92.9 the game now here's tiffany mike and bo good morning it is a monday 6 o'clock. This is the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike, Bo, and Tiff hanging out here with you. And we are live, as usual, in the Kia studios. Hope you all had a good weekend. I know I did. I know you guys did.
2: Well, let's start from the top. Uh, Squid Billy went Thursday night and got his Dwight Yochum on. Uh, and it, so we didn't it. get to see him Friday. We had Robbie oh, T. Oh, yeah, in, we didn't see you Friday. Yeah, I uh, know. I missed um, you guys. Yeah. yeah, did you? Yeah, <laughs> no. <and I.
4: laughs> Um, hey. no, I did I did. I uh I woke up at six o'clock Friday morning. It was actually 5.57. Really? Five I woke up oh, man. and I go, uh, those guys are probably doing the handoff. <laughs> and then I roll back over. And then I did wake up <laughs> then I did wake up at seven and I got moving. Um yeah, I, I actually uh, I spent I, I didn't do a thing Friday. I I didn't do one thing. I sat around and watched Yellowstone reruns all day. Congratulations, it was phenomenal. It was such a great day. Um, The the Dwight Yoakam concert Thursday night was like it was. I laugh because I'm a big fan. I I grew up liking him and uh, you know his music. And um, he had he had a guy uh, named uh, I think it's Rashad uh, open for him, and it was really good. Never heard of these guys. They were they were awesome. And then Dwight gets up there, and this guy's like in his sixties. And he starts doing like that he's got like these he's got some patents. Is he not older? He might than that? he might be sixty seven, I think, sixty-eight. But he's got like a couple of patented dance moves, Steph.
3: That's what one Julia Roberts over back in the day. And
4: uh no, that was uh that was Lyle Love. <laughs> oh wait, Lala, it. love it. my bad wrong guy, And it wrong was his guy. hair. My um,
3: bad. But uh um, we say that last week. Never mind.
4: But anyways, uh <laughs> I think we've said that before though. I think i did. But, You know, he does his these dance moves with his legs and uh, while he's he's got this you know big old, he's a little dude he's got a big guitar playing and it just I just start laughing. does
3: it give you hope for your knees since they're all complaining about being 40 no and right. everything it, going wrong
4: It makes me think that if I ever want to replicate that move, I probably need to have my knee repaired surgically at some point <laughs> okay. but right.
2: it it was Actually, great it might give you a little more um, ability uh, with you know with a with a partially torn ACL. No, to be you able just to spin in circles. No, like that. you
4: just feel your knee <laughs> popping. Like when I try to I really do it, did. I feel my knee popping mm-hmm. like uh it's it's not a good feeling, but it was a blast. Cobb Energy Center uh, had a good time. I was a little disappointed the fact that you know uh we got there and Amy and I got us uh, a drink, a piece. Uh, Might've got a double, uh, uh both of us. and then uh, a kit cat, and it was seventy dollars later. But other than that, it was a great time, <laughs> and I kid you not, seventy dollars later
2: was not Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, no, prices is what no, saying. no, yeah, That's no. Okay,
4: I would not have gotten a cheeseburger there. I can tell you that much. Probably like didn't a Daytona.
2: That's good, man. Well, uh, mine was a little more low key than that. Obviously, uh, hanging out with uh, with everybody Friday, and then had a had a nice. Uh, my wife was on winter break last week from schools, and then obviously, so we kept the kids home Friday, and you know, obviously, had them Saturday. So did the whole uh, the family of four thing before going to the race yesterday. So shout out. You know what's funny? And, and I know that people relate listening to this. I went to the race yesterday. My wife stayed home with both my kids. So it's always funny when I get home from doing anything without my kids when my wife has had them all day, you have to tiptoe back into the house. Now, and I don't mean like actually literally tiptoe, but you can't come in being like, that was the greatest race of all time. Because she's going to be sitting there going, yeah, I've been in a war zone all day. Like you leave old me in the trenches.
3: Three and <laughs> three, and one she's and almost two. My, two? Okay. my daughter's almost oh. two. Oh,
2: uh, so yeah, they're they're uh, they tightly strung together. Eighteen months, nineteen months apart. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, we went to uh, down at Lamors Speedway yesterday, um, and literally, quite literally, saw one of the greatest NASCAR races in the history of the sport. Um, three wide finish, point zero zero two seconds. Um, We actually ran into Garrett Chapman down there, which I'm sure we'll hear from him later. Yeah, that's an interesting story. He was, uh, he was, um, he's young. He's part of the youth, Tiff, and he had a lot of questions. I got hit with a lot of youth over the weekend. That was it was Garrett's first NASCAR race ever. So uh, you know, me being a big fan of NASCAR, he sits down next to me and just peppered, you know, peppered with questions. He was very appreciative that I answered them, but at the same time, I was like, "Don't you do Garrett like that?" Well, my favorite interaction with Garrett
4: though yesterday was he goes. He looks at me, and he was—he asked a question, and I answered it. And he said, "You know, I'm used to knowing everything. I'm yeah. not used to asking <laughs> questions." And I was like, I did say and, that. I, "And I, oh, I looked did at it, that. and I just—I didn't—I didn't do this to him, but I—I—I I, I almost said, Bless your heart,'
2: because <laughs> uh, it was nice
4: seeing—it was nice seeing Garrett in a vulnerable state, because it, you know, Garrett will tell you, and if you're around the confident him, confident youth. Yes, yeah. he is very confident in everything he <laughs> thinks he knows.
3: So. Speaking of youth, Uh-oh. I got hit with, yesterday someone asked me if I knew who a particular artist was, and I said no. And they're like, you have to know.
2: Like a singer? Yeah. yeah. And I
3: was like, I have no idea. And they look shocked. So then I asked this person's f- another friend, hey, do you know who this guy is? And I even probably typed their name wrong. And then they sent me a couple songs, and they're like, no, you know who this is. You've heard his songs. And I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> then I looked up this artist. He's 28 years old. Yeah. No, I don't know. I yeah. bet you know.
2: D- Dylan, what's... If
3: I'm going to call myself talk. out. His music sounds great, though. Um, Brent Fay... Fayez. There, so am I, am I that... Well, Day-Day knows.
2: So I I'm never just heard not, of him. I'm just not... Yeah.
3: I'm just out of touch. What, what, say
2: his name one more time. Brent Fayez. Brent Fayez. Faye. Faye yeah. Well, what does he sing?
3: He's... Apparently, he's hip-hop? really popular. Really? I'm just oh, I'm just this- old.
2: Doesn't this go back to the whole Lil Dicky conversation with me, though, where I was that like, man, I'm so out of touch right now.
3: I'm clearly, I don't listen to, I don't want to go out in the streets. I don't want don't to want stay oh, home. Oh, Dylan
2: just got my ear and said it's worse that you don't know who this guy is than me with Lil Dicky. said it's way worse. Is it? Yeah, he said it's way worse. Oh, well, Lil Dicky's but a parody thing, mainly.
3: But I don't do things. I don't. <laughs> I listen to the same music that's on my. I I,
2: <laughs> I I really do feel like, and, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. When it comes to music, I feel like there is there's only so, so many spots in your in your directory. Like right? I, I feel like once you get to a certain age, like you're full. Like I can't I don't I can't add any more tracks. Day-day to, to Shape,
3: please please Dayday, uh, chime in. And see, it's, it may be different for me because I'm just, I'm a music head. you're, I you're love, a music, yeah, okay. a music well, head, you're an artist. So. You were an yeah, artist. So. An Once an artist, always an artist. They're always they're always an artist <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, no, like, I, I think you can, it, I think what happens is when you get older, your tolerance for, like, some of the newer stuff
2: yeah, gets
3: lower. But there's some newer things out but there I that, you I know, feel like you get less exposed to things unless you are, like you that, said, uh, you that, that could into be very the music true. scene.
2: Well, let me ask you this, Daddy, because this is probably what angle you're coming from. Your 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 kids listen to music. Yeah, right. And ah. so, do you hear some through that, like on the radio?
3: Uh, yeah, but I I often tune that tune that <laughs> stuff oh, <he's> out. Not.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. I I strict, taste, are you strict? Are you strict on your kids or what they listen to?
3: I'm not strict, but my oldest son, he's the he's an athlete, so I'm telling him to be very cautious of what music he's putting on his social media. No, uh, okay, uh, so that's it's a more, smart man, yeah. smart
4: dad, right that's there. Very
3: smart. Well, I'm taking uh, notes, and then I also decided this weekend I, ca- I can't hang with the guys anymore. I'm, ca- I'm canceling that. Like, period. Period. It's I am out, of- I've removed myself out of. Oh. The the man group.
4: Did the pastry guy tell you that you that he you can't We're be hanging not, out with other no, no. people?
3: We don't talk about pastries. Better anymore. guys. No, the pastry is the equivalent of it's like the pastry where you really wanted to go have breakfast and you see that last dessert that's probably been sitting in there, sure. maybe overnight. Oh okay. Maybe all day. Oh no, so it's been out. It's pretty crusty. It's crumbled. Oh man, okay?
4: so maybe it's got oh. stale. <laughs> the pastry's gone stale. <laughs> 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 Went to a dark place quickly. All okay. right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a writer. <laughs> no, I'm
4: just uh, She's a poet. and so She yeah. don't even know it.
3: Poet, and I didn't even know it. So yeah. is that
2: slam poetry? I was <laughs> crusty pastries. Crusty <laughs> 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 on the pastries countertop. Pastries
3: flake. Do they not flake?
2: I don't yeah. Know. <laughs>
3: exactly. Give me some <laughs> pastry flake. I think,
2: think they've hardened. They harden. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No,
4: yeah. I'm just
3: kidding. That's disgusting. That's and you right. should reevaluate your life if you like that. All right. To the news, big news today. Let's get to some sports here because there's not great news for the Atlanta Hawks. And Trey Young is going to be out at least four weeks for finger surgery. That is some unfortunate news there. He was hurt during Friday night's loss to Toronto. Uh, He will have surgery on Tuesday at the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York. That according uh, to ESPN. And then the team said Young will be evaluated in, in four weeks.
2: Yeah, unfortunate, uh, I don't even know if that does it justice. And, and, and Bo, to, to bring you on this conversation we were having Friday, I sat in here and I was like, look, they got 27 games left um, as of Friday when we were doing the show. And I was like, you know, I think I was in fair foul. And I was like, do they win? With, are they over 500 in those final 27? Like, is, does, does Quinn Snyder's, uh, you know, scheme start kind of taking hold with these guys? And do they start getting fully healthy for the first time all year where they can actually all be in a rotation? Um, and that's not going to happen, and kudos to DeJounte. Uh, obviously, last night, coming up one short of the triple-double uh, as far as boards go, but he played pretty well. Had a couple unfortunate turnovers, but uh, big win last night, but I don't know. I, I'll, be interested to see, I'll be interested to see what happens. My question for, for both of you guys, and particularly you, Bo, because you've seen this for a number of years now, are we going to get a peek into what is possible without Trey and that have anything to do with what they might do in the future over the summer? That's my biggest question. Uh,
4: I mean, yeah, you'll get a peek into what life without Trey would look like as long as Jontae Murray's on the team. That's what you're going to get. Um, I also think you might get a a sneak preview the last, hopefully the last 25 or so games of what Kobe Bufkin may or may not be this young in his this early in his career. Uh, because I expect him to get a lot more minutes. He got 11 last night. You know, he only had a couple points, but – now they 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 beat a good Orlando Magic team. They were all on the second night of a back to back, and uh, they were without Paolo Banchero, who is uh, you know had an illness. I'm not ready to sell on Trey Young yet with this organization, but if all these rumors are true, then you're going to see what the buy-in is from these other players that are on your roster, and mainly Dejounte Murray, because I think if. If you make a move, it'll be Trey or DeJounte. I don't think I, – I, I wouldn't foresee you getting rid of both. Well, anything else is not a move. Well, it's a teardown That's, at right. that point. Well, yeah. right. but, but, you know,
3: with stuff like this, it goes one of two ways. Either, okay, there's superstars missing, or they answer the call, and Quinn Snyder said that they have to adapt. He doesn't want to wallow in anything.
2: I do want to – I want to be careful with the way I say this. I want to give the team credit yesterday because this was by far, uh, at least points-wise, their best defensive performance of the year. I'm not, I'm not saying that's because Trey was out of the lineup, though. Trey has, and I've said this number of times, he's been pretty good uh, defensively this year. But 92 yesterday, giving up to the Orlando Magic, uh, who you mentioned without Paolo Banchero. But kudos to them for stepping up to the plate and locking it down defensively and getting it done on the offensive end just enough to uh, come away with a big win.
3: When we come back here on the morning shift, we'll tell you which NFL personality, reporter, has a lot to say about the Falcons and why we should keep an eye on them when it comes to moving up in the draft. This hour brought to you by Morgan & Morgan Injured. Hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. We'll be right back here on The Morning Shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. to more of the morning shift with Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's just one of those
1: days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is... Everybody sucks. You don't wow. Really know All right. Why,
3: yeah. <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> someone's head off. I mean, I did wake up pretty grumpy this morning. Not grumpy, but just tired. I could not get out of bed this morning. And I preemptively yes, those days. texted you guys.
2: You slept like garbage (laughs) last night. I slept like like garbage. That's all right.
4: And I responded with.
3: Emojis of trash. (laughs) Um,
4: Yeah. GIFs. Oscar. Oscar. Thank you. Oscar the Grouch in a trash can. Yeah.
3: Dylan, don't chime in my ear when not everybody else could hear you.
2: Yeah. Is he talking (laughs) trash? He's
3: talking trash. All right. GIFs, GIFs, whatever.
2: No, it's definitely gifs. Somebody tried to call said, me out I for said, this said, said on Twitter it. like six months ago, and I was like, "No, bro." The guy who created it said, said. it's called a gif. So, case make, closed. End
3: debate. There do you we
2: go. Do you make money off creating, a, being
4: the creator of gifs, like I'm the sure first he one? Found a way. Like, right? I don't know. Is it like it's not? It's, I mean, it's, it's not because they're free, right? So It's not like yeah. you know the guy that's from Twitter. Mm-hmm.
2: Or, he had to, but he, the, but he had to develop the technology the te- to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah so i don't know probably he's sold, sold technology. it technology sure yeah you know hmm. if he's smart enough to do that i'm sure he's not broke i'm just but right? leave it that way
3: wonder if he has a mock draft probably not <laughs> maybe maybe
2: i wonder <laughs> if he's got guy group text Guy yeah. group chat i don't know <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> i mean have to exit might
4: Look, have been muted. these days we've got guys that 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 co-write for the uh the auto trader magazine that have mock drafts out and people think they're <laughs> legitimate so <laughs> i'm sure he does
2: Maybe Squid Billy's mock coming in uh, ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> well, the
3: Falcons have the eighth overall pick in this year's draft, but of course it is that time of year. And so everyone has a mock draft. Everybody is speculating or talking to their own sources to try to figure out what move they may make. And it seems though the common theme throughout all this is that they're going to be looking for a quarterback. Uh, James Palmer was with Steve Weiss on NFL Network on the NFL report and he believes the Falcons are a team to watch out for when it comes to moving up in this year's draft.
4: Mentioning the Falcons coming up, I think, is a very, very poignant message. I, I think that is a team that maybe doesn't really look to go the veteran route. I know some people have tied Justin Fields. We'll go to him in a second. Yeah, but it just gets it. the sense. We had Terry Fontenot on this show, Steve. Didn't he just sound like we, we, we value draft picks. We value, though, building through the draft and a young quarterback Correct. coming in, even if we have to move up for him, looks to be more something the Falcons would do. Remember, they have established, you could say, roster, Steve, on both sides of the ball. Yes. To where they could think they could give up a future first-round pick to move up from eight. They have plenty of salary cap space. They could make that jump. I think that's one team you really have to keep an eye on moving up as well.
3: Salary cap and yep. the other word there, uh, which w- what you don't like, Mike, is giving up a future first-rounder.
2: I, 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 mm. I, I said this to Rob uh, on Friday, Bo, that I, I feel like when we come to these uh, – I feel like every, every person that pays attention to the draft or fandom in the NFL, you kind of have your values of, of the way you want things done. Now, some of those are deeper than others. Some of those might be more ingrained than others. I have always been of the notion you don't give up first-round picks. Like, that's always how I've kind of gone about it. When I look at any situation, I'm like, I don't want to give up a first-round pick because the more of them you have, the more uh, you know opportunity you have to actually hit on those first-round picks. And for those guys to be valuable assets for your team, I hate the thought of giving one up. Specifically, if you're only moving up five places in the top ten and you already have a top ten pick. With all that said, this particular draft and situation, I'm kind of changing my tune on that because I have, uh, you know, we, we have – seen what happened last year when you don't have that guy at quarterback that you feel like can get the job done and if you have a guy that you can pay very little for the next five years that you can have at number three uh i i see a lot of reason it would be smart to jump up and kind of get your guy that you can mold
4: all right two things the first thing is if you heard in that steve weiss said it doesn't it's not it's not happening and that's trading for a quarterback or a veteran quarterback. And I think the Justin Fields thing was exactly what James Palmer mentioned there. And Steve Weiss is like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Steve Weiss knows. Um, he literally worked for the team, like, just two years ago. Uh, for uh, for uh, You know, he was with the network, but he was also working with the team. He's covered this team for a long time. He's one of the few national guys, that if he talks about this team, I believe him. Because I know that he knows people. Um, the other thing I would say is... I'm okay with giving up a first-round draft pick if it is a, if it's either A, the final piece, to put you in you know that, that Super Bowl or bus contention, or you find the guy of the future in quarterback. Everyone wants to point to the Julio Jones trade, and that was where Thomas Dimitrov screwed up in the Mike Smith regime. And, Mike, you were a player then. But what I'll tell you is that's not what screwed Thomas Dimitroff in no. the Falcons. What screwed you what screws you up when you give up first-round draft picks is the next year when you don't have that first-round draft pick and what you do in the second or the third round. And what screwed Thomas those that next year was picking, letting Todd McClure walk and then not, now they had Todd McClure for 12. They drafted Hilliard eleven deciding we're going to draft the center of the future in Peter Cons. and then saying, you know what, we're going to draft Lamar Holmes and he's going to be our right tackle in the future because we're letting Tyson Clabo go after this year too. And they didn't have the right re- – they, they, they messed up there and your draft picks and that, that 2012 draft was a debacle because you didn't have that first-round draft pick. To, to lean on there, but because you missed on all the other ones.
3: So I'm fine if you want to trade away a future first-round draft pick. I think it also works with the amount of youth that they do have on this team in terms of talent and guys that can still develop. I mean, Bijan had a, an excellent year, right? He was up for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, you've got other guys that you can still continue to grow here. You're just missing the quarterback piece. So I'm personally, I'm fine with it. This was like maybe an older team or something like that, and you had to think about more in terms of the future and we should probably not trade away that draft pick the next year then yeah that would be probably be the case but i don't think that's the situation this team's in right now
4: and i think you got to look i think you got a perfect point let's talk about your point real quick you're not replacing four of the five offensive linemen and i don't know if you're going to replace the center but the center will be the only position because the other guys are locked in financially or or one is a young draft pick if you're making a conscious decision tiffany if you're going to trade your first round pick next year and you're going to trade up for a quarterback to say, we're going quarterback here, and then we're going to sign an edge rusher. You're going to spend your cap space on an edge rusher, right? Because you, the cap is going up to 255. We'll talk about it later, a little more in depth. But you're going to have a little bit more space than you even realize you would Friday morning.
2: And I'm fine with them. By the way, I'm fine with them signing an edge rusher. Matter of fact, I prefer at this point um, to them you know, using that number eight for Dallas Turner and trying to find a quarterback a different way. We've seen their ability to develop pass rushers. Arnold Bicchetti took a giant step last year. The problem I have is that now you don't have Ryan Nielsen in your back pocket. Now Ryan Nielsen is not scripting those plays up front, and now you do go back to a – you would think you're going back to a system where you need that guy. You but need let's that guy just rushing Just jump in
3: real quick because what Raheem Morris was able to do with some of the younger guys in L.A., everyone counted L.A. out uh, because, what, they had a lot of youth on that side of the ball on the defense, and they ended up over the course of the season – Yeah growing and right. improving their play.
2: Well, I, I think I think we're, we're making the same point, Tiff, but I think a lot of the schematics of what Ryan Nielsen did helped Arnold up Katie. I think Raheem Morris and, and everybody defensively out there in L.A., their ability to develop the individual less than the scheme, right, where you actually can work on those edge-rushing moves and not have to worry about pick stunts and some of the things that Ryan Nielsen utilized. So the individual seemed to be a bigger part. That's why I'm cool with it in free agency. Go out and get your guy. Go out and get Hunter or whoever it may be that might be a free agent rushing the edge and let that guy kind of eat for you uh, next year.
4: Well, that's the thing Raheem though said is it's a Dan Quinnism and everybody will hate it, but he wants to find, <laughs> but he wants to find what fits those players. It, and Jimmy Lake said it too. What the players do, we're gonna use them the way they are the they're, the best suitable for them. So I think he'll find ways to use Evercady. To your point, Kobe Turner, he was the best defensive rookie tackle last year in football. Not Jalen Carter, Kobe freaking Turner. Guy had nine sacks. And he was like a third or fourth round draft pick. And that's Raheem Morris' system.
3: This hour brought to you by Morgan & Morgan Injured. Hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Well, up next, we'll hit a TV's timeout. Do you...
2: Can we (laughs) know the Muffin Man?
3: No! No, no! I already gave my soliloquy. About the pastry, man.
4: Are your pastries flaky?
3: (laughs) Call 404-726-0929. We're done done with this. I retired the pastry talk. We're going to break. I I can't stand y'all. We'll be right back here on the morning shift on sports radio. 92.9 The Game.
4: Mornings on the Game means more of the morning shift.
3: Nice. (laughs) Nice. On sports radio 92.9 The Game. I just want to see if you're going to lie, you're going to let me. you are back here on the morning shift. Why are you giving me weird looks already? I haven't even said anything.
4: <laughs> because you're, you're looking at your phone like you're unlocking a secret no, code. No, because
3: my uh, my computer's dying, and so I'm using my phone to uh, gather information. Are you still with us, Bo?
4: Uh, maybe. I might have a charger for that thing over there.
3: Oh, well, maybe I'll have to hit you up for that. All right, we're going to hit a TV's timeout in just a minute, but let's get back to... Uh, let's talk about sports, right? That's what we're here to do. Yeah, Atlanta United kicked <laughs> like off their that. season Saturday in
4: Columbus. Tiffany, is that what you wanted to talk That's what about? I wanted
3: to get to. Yeah,
4: and that, is that the sports content you wanted? <laughs> That's
3: the sports content.
4: <laughs>
2: <sighs>
3: My brain shorted out. Gotta yeah.
4: love it. Uh, please,
3: please go ahead. Continue. Yeah.
4: Your disappointing yeah. loss. Um, yeah, I know. Started off the first half. It looked like they were reeling a little bit in that first half, Mike. They seemed to be on on the defensive a lot. Um, and then uh, in the second half, they kind of evened out. I thought they, were, I thought they were gonna, I thought they were gonna get an equalizer late in that game. Yeah, a
2: lot more, a lot more pressure they were able to put on. I don't know, and, and and I'll be interested. I'm gonna, I always after some of these night games, I have been Mike Conti's ear when he gets in the office a little bit later. But uh, Saba, he looked like, uh, you know, he looked to be playing out of position. There was some miscommunication. It felt like between him and uh, Brooks Lennon coming up that right side of the defense, and uh, they struggled with that early on throughout at least the first one third of the game. Uh, Columbus puts one home, I don't know, 27th, 28th minute, something like that, and it just seemed like the route was on. Uh, Credit to Atlanta United made some halftime adjustments. It looked like uh, Yakamakis was a little bit more free, making more runs in the second half. Not able to get one home. I was um, feeling really sad about the season throughout the first half, and then I feel like the second half kind of rescued me, and I was like, all right. like Columbus hasn't been – they're unbeaten, I think, in their last 13 home games, so it's a tough place to play. Kind of had some snow on the ground. It was cold up there. Uh, tough weather conditions to start. It was really now cold up there, yeah. Now you've got two weeks uh, before your your next match, and um, I would say review the review the first half film <laughs> and throw it away, and then go straight to the second half yeah. and say this is what we're doing. This is the gameplay moving forward because it was uh, it was a lot better. Second, and yeah,
4: not to be put you on the spot, but I don't know if you saw that PK save by Gazan, but yeah.
2: Woo, yeah. There I was mean, a, uh, both both keepers. I think in that game made a number of saves that you were like, holy yeah. Crap.
4: Brad Brad kept you in that game. Like I thought he played. I know you can say, well, the goal, I, I, that was one where he had already made a save. And, uh, you know, he just didn't, it just didn't, it, it came back and got bounced around and and then put in. I, I just, I thought he played pretty well. Your defense was on its heels a lot in the game, or yeah. especially early, like we talked about. So,
2: yeah, that's a Columbus thing, too. Uh, You know, time, you know, time possession, always an advantage for Columbus, particularly, like I said, at the home games. I'll say this. There was a part of me, we talked to Longshore on Friday, Bo, when you weren't here when Rob was in. We talked to Longshore, and I kind of asked him about the, the, the prospects of Tiago Almada being moved in that summer transfer window, and he was just like, look, he might be one of the best young players in the world, not in MLS, like in the world. And, you know, the opportunity is going to be there for him to move along, and that's one of the, the different things about MLS. And there was a part of me watching this game Saturday where I thought, you know, Tiago Almada hasn't been in camp much, but obviously he's going to play when he's available. And there was a part of me looking at this, going, "We cannot waste opportunities without Almada on the field while he's here. Like you can't, you can't waste these early season opportunities while he's here. You need to capitalize on those." And like I said, that's a tough place to go and play, and a tough place to go and win. But moving forward, if 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 and when he does get moved in that summer transfer window, I hope that they are in a very good spot as far as the standings go before he leaves, because uh, you're gonna have to find your footing uh, if and when that guy uh, has to move along. So. Tough, tough loss, uh, nonetheless, but um, these guys, uh, I, I think the strategic moves they made in the second half, hopefully can uh, start to take a little bit of form and uh, get back at it in two weeks.
3: Let's hit a TV's timeout.
2: Now listen up. Now let's take a look at what's going on in Tiffany's world. The same flight with
3: TV's
1: timeout on the morning shift.
3: Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. You may have seen this on the internet. On the X, I'm going to read you someone's tweet and you can try to identify who this is. Maybe you're not familiar with what, what went down. It's still trending, by the way. On X, this tweet said, took one dude and tossed him off stage, then proceeded to put one dude in a bear hug while grabbing another by the dreads and slung him like a kid, all while his hat ah. never came off. <laughs> The last (laughs) line says, "Stop thinking y'all can put your hands on pro athletes."
4: I I, I, first off, when I saw this video,
3: we're talking about Cam Newton, by the way.
4: I'm sitting next. I was sitting. We were at the race. I'm sitting next to Mike, and I said, "There ain't no way this is Cam Newton. This ain't real." And then I, I watch it. I probably watched it like 30 times. So did I. And like the second time in, I go, "Oh no, hell, that's Cam, boy." They ain't got nothing on him. Yeah. I mean, it, nothing. It looked like a pee wee football team was trying to tackle, or you know what? I won't go back. It was like a, a middle school football team was trying to gang tackle up on on Cam, and he's just like stiff arming, swinging guys and around. I'm not
3: sure of the toll of the whole backstory of what you know led up to tr- what transpired. All I know is that <laughs> Cam Newton exactly how I described it. Um, by reading that tweet, that's exactly how it went down. Why on earth would you ever think, for the, for the record here, I covered the, the Carolina Panthers on the Super Bowl run. I covered the team for five years during Cam's tenure there. When I first went to my first day of work up there uh, for, for NFL Network and I saw Cam come in and go to the podium, my thought was this is the largest human being I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Again, no pads, no cleats on, nothing. This he is ginormous. Next, I mean Calais Campbell, obviously, we all know about Calais, level. right? Yeah. But Cam is what you would maybe think I I don't even like a defensive end He's,
2: would look like. It was it's looks just, like Julius Peppers.
3: Yes. It's kinda like a pro you
4: know, like uh you see pro wrestlers and they look that six five. If you're a pro wrestler, looks like Brock Lesnar's six what six five. Looks bigger he than most looks guys. He exactly
3: what his weight and his height are are described. Cam's one of the biggest.
4: He's one of the biggest six five people I've ever seen in my
2: entire life in person. Yeah, he's he's to your point. Uh, cam and I missed each other in college by one year. Like I graduated in 09. he got to Auburn in '10 uh, and played for Auburn. And and you know I'm watching the the '10 Iron Bowl, which Auburn fans have grown to love, the Cam back. Um, and I'm watching that game and I'm thinking, man, what is going on here? Like you know this is. This is getting out of hand. This dude is unbelievable. Well, the next year when he's drafted to Carolina, I'll come out in pregame and, you know, got my cleats on and everything else, and he's, you know, kind of suiting up. And I remember looking over at him and Matt the first time they met each other. And when Matt goes to shake Cam's hand, I was like, Matt ain't a little dude, and he looks like Cam's kid, like out on the field. Uh, Yeah. And so it's just – it's an unfortunate situation. It looks like a couple of coaches from a rival 7-on-7 team uh, just decided to kind of square up. One kind of blindsided him. I mean – I just don't, to, to y'all's point, I don't know why that would be the guy you'd pick out. You'd like, I don't oh, know either. Down.
3: And he, the thing is, Cam didn't even throw a single punch. Not a single punch was thrown, at least from the clips that I saw. He just had one guy in the headlock and the other one just slinging him around. Again, not laughing or condoning violence. And I, I just, that's the wrong person you would choose to mess with. Some of these tweets, though, coming out of this, because the internet was set ablaze with this, were just hilarious. And people also pointing out the fact with pictures, now, I remember having to cover the Panthers after Cam Newton got in a car accident. And then there's images of Cam going after Josh Norman. Yeah. It was so, just like.
2: To your point, I saw a tweet, <laughs> Tip, just like the one you read where it was like, this man got hit by a dump truck, broke his back, and threw a touchdown pass 11 like, days later, and that's the guy. Know? And by the way, he 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 yes, he is a former NFL quarterback. He's 34. Like, we ain't exactly. talking about a 50-year-old man. No, you know, we're it's not. not. We're not talking about Kurt Warner here. And we're talking about a dude who's still uh, very athletically gifted.
4: Well, and you, you think, well, yeah, he's his body's broke down. There's a difference in holding up over uh, 17, 18 weeks NFL schedule right. and beating, beating uh, you know, four 160-pound dudes' ass. I mean, there's, there's a big difference in, in, a, in, a, in a 30-second
2: just, fight. But, the whole thing made me sad, though. It,
3: it, I know it, it, it,
2: it, it, it because I've I've been involved in high school sports and I've been at these seven on seven tournaments and I've seen the way that some younger kids are looking up to a lot of these individuals, and that's what makes it sad. That's honestly and, that's, what, that's what makes it sad.
3: And also the fact too, Cam does a lot for whatever community a ton, he's involved in. Ton. So here in Atlanta. His Thanksgiving stuff in Charlotte, or, or Christmas stuff, if I uh, if I said it correctly. But he does so much for the community, and to have someone come at him in this way is is ridiculous. Well, this is why we and can't have nice things. For,
4: yeah. yeah, it's why we can't have nice well, things.
2: Well, cre- and credit to the organizers Seven on Seven, they threw everybody out, including Cam. They were just like, y'all all got to go, teams, everything. And you know what, what's what's interesting about it, Tiff, to your point. Uh, there was a clip that went viral a year ago, maybe two years ago, where these kids are pulling out their phone. They're kind of talking trash to Cam a little bit. Yeah,
4: like saying he's broke and stuff. I remember yeah. that.
2: Crazy. Isn't that just, like, so sad when you think yes. about it in context? Here it is, an NFL quarterback, like, that you would think – a Heisman Trophy winner. You would think you'd be bending his he ear, trying evil. to get better. You just want a viral moment. Like, you're just like, let me just talk trash and be cool about this. Wait. And at at, at at some point, Cam's just going to stop doing the things that he does to help to help these seminars. Yeah. To
4: your point, though, we always – complain and what are you doing for your community? What are these guys doing? These millions of dollars. And here Cam is doing one of the many things he does. And whether he's wh- wh- whatever whether you like
3: him or not. Whatever
4: you think of him doesn't matter. I said this with Matt Ryan donated the money um back in twenty twenty. Whatever you think of him doesn't matter. That person's doing his own time, his own money, his own resources to help the community. And for people to act that way towards him, then when he's not there, you're gonna you're gonna miss him. You're going to miss guys like him in the community when they're not doing these things because they can't go there and just, you know, spend their time and help people. They have to deal with that nonsense.
3: When we come back here on The Morning Shift, we'll get to why you should keep an eye on the Falcons in this year's draft. What potential moves could be made? We'll get one NFL pundits take next right here when we come back here on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game.